We are about to have one of the most wakest conversations ever. <laughs> What's going on everybody? My name is Sanjeet Soroya and welcome back to Jeep for the week number 8 I believe. I don't know why I said it was number 7 but um, otherwise I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I feature one of my friends. His name is Keith. Uh, I met him in my uh, writing 10 class here at UC Merced. Otherwise uh, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. We get to talk about it a little bit from where we're at. Um, sort of like our advice I guess or like just our kind of visual on the neighborhoods we've lived in and grew up in and you know the stories and things we've seen uh and just kind of like we kind of try to spread like a sort of social positive message i guess you know just to give people an insight of what it's like and what they kind of have to avoid and not only that share what it's like to kind of be in that and how people can't always relate to what we're talking about otherwise i hope you guys enjoy this podcast and we'll see you guys in the next one what's up what's going on everybody my name is Sanjeet Roy and welcome back to jeet for the week i believe this is episode number eight i'm pretty sure it is i know because the last one i mean some of you guys are probably going to be hearing this in a while because the podcast link for iTunes, I have to fix that. But today I'm here with a special guest, and I just met him at my university. If you guys don't already know, I go to uh, UC Merced. Uh, I've kind of talked about my experience and stuff here so far and, you know, everything, what I've learned, uh, my past podcast. But we might go into that a little bit more today. But uh, today I'm here with Keith Lemus. I'm a first year at UC Merced. I met Jeet in, my, uh, in our Writing 10 class. And when we were sharing uh, introductions during class, he said, oh, well, cool thing about what I do is, you know, I do podcasts. And I was like, wow, this guy does <laughs> podcasts. This is going to be interesting. And then so, you know, words were exchanged, you know, and then here we are. Yeah, I actually, yeah. So, we ended, yeah, like he said, we ended up meeting in Writing 10. And, uh, you know, it's just like because we we're because like the wokest shit happened and you can cuss. like the wokest shit happened in this class. So, you know, usually in high school classes, you know, a lot of students are. You know, the kind of like, they just make the conversation boring or like, you know, they just don't want to participate. But, you know, like, I mean, for me and, you know, for Keith too, man, if I'm paying for my fucking education, I'm going to participate. I have to. Yeah. So, um, I mean, 35K a year, man, you got to put it to work. <laughs> for real. Uh, that, yes, that's the average tuition cost for the whole year, just for one year. Um, but, you know, I when I, we just started talking in class and I remember him bringing up this point about, uh. You know, uh, manufacturing. It was. It had to do with like uh, students and stuff, and Ivy League schools. And you know, the, oh, it's fine. Uh, the conversation got like so intense that you know, like, like everybody in the class was just like pitching in and sharing ideas and their own thoughts and opinions, and it was just amazing. So you know, like, you know, uh, meeting Keith. You know, I was like, you know, I have to put somebody on a podcast like this. So yeah, but um, where do you uh, tell me where you come out from, man? Oh. Um you see, I, I've noticed since I've been here that I, I have to be selective about my words mm-hmm. or else some people get offended. Um, I'll tell you the story. Mm-hmm. I'm from L.A. I'm from the L.A. Mm-hmm. County region. Specifically, I'm from the San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go up to a kid that's from the downtown Los Angeles area, they'll tell you, oh, what? San Fernando Valley? That's not L.A. That's like over the hill. You guys are a completely different city. And I argue, well, we're all in the same county. I mean, you don't see San Fernando PD roll up. When a party gets shut down, you see LAPD. Mm-hmm. So that's my basis of argument. But I mean, it can go both ways. I I, I feel like a down to earth, you know, prideful Angelino. But mm-hmm. I, I also feel like a proud, you know, you know, eight one eight, the Valley type of kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to school. See, inside the San Fernando Valley, there's like multiple like small towns, like cities, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, North. Uh, San Fernando Valley is comprised of like North Hollywood, Sun Valley, Pacoima, Silmar, uh, Panorama City, 
Reseda, uh, all these cities are just all jam-packed in one little valley. And I went to school uh, in Sun Valley, which is like uh, a couple blocks away from this uh, from the district line of North Hollywood. Okay. Uh, the school is called uh, John H. Francis Polytechnic High School. We get mixed up a lot with uh, Long Beach Poly. Uh-huh. You know, it's good sometimes. Like, oh yeah, man, <laughs> yeah, but not when you know when athletics comes up. Like, oh yeah, we're nothing compared to those guys. But hmm. um, it was on uh, the cross streets, there, Roscoe and Wh- and Whitset. You know, if it's funny because literally this is how packed we are. Roscoe uh, goes uh, west to east, okay, and Whitset goes north to south. If you are on the south side of Roscoe, you are technically in North Hollywood. Okay. Once you cross Roscoe onto the north side, that is Sun Valley. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. So. And it just looks like a regular street and shit. Yeah, it's just a regular. It's just a regular cross street, and you don't even see any line. I don't know if you've uh, been down to any you know metropolitan area and you see like literally the, like where it says, "Oh, welcome to a specific part of the city." Yeah. Um. It's not nothing. It's not like that right there. The only. The only. Um. How do I say? The only like. Um, notification you get when you're in a different city is uh, the neighborhood council banners. Like, they change. Okay. Yeah, you, you'll see, oh, North Hollywood uh, Community Council, and then all of a sudden you'll see, oh, the Sun Valley Neighborhood Council. You know, that's uh-huh. how it changes. Um, so, yeah, Polly, it's, um, um, it's a really, um, oh, man, I, lo- I love that high school. It was, it, was, it was a nice mixture of everything. You had your students who were just, you know, up there and wanted to go to big places. You had your students who were just there to waste time. And you got your average Joes like me. Yeah. Um, I, I, I loved my high school experience. I'm not going to say, like, some people, like, they were sick and tired. Like, oh, yes, I'm, I finally get to graduate. You know, I'm out of here. I mean, it wasn't like that for me. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to, like, you know, dwell on the high school dream. It's done. It's over with. Mm-hmm. We're in UC Merced now, and the experience is going to be a lot better than it was um, for high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, uh, you know, I came from San Jose, California. I mean, yeah, it was a little mix of everything, but the thing that happened was, like, there's certain parts of San Jose, so when you hit up North San Jose, you know, that's where you see, you know, a lot of the richer neighborhoods and, like, you know, where a majority of the Asian people are. I mean, dude, like, it's just, that's how it is. It's competitive and, like, uh, you know, because I grew up, like, in, like, this, this, not South Side, but, like, it was, like, weird, like, I don't know how to explain, like, the East portion. Basically, like, the place where I live at today, I lived, like, uh, like 20 30 minutes away like max or less than that like 15 and you know uh transitioning from that neighborhood you know we grew up around a bunch of hispanics so you know it was just like you know like before they used to punk on us because we're indian but then eventually it got to the point where it was like you know they kind of like just settled down with us you know they're like all right you're cool like you're good you're with us you know so you know there's a lot of you know there was the, the influence of like culture with gangs and stuff you know what i mean and yeah people took a part of it you know kids used to get in fights all the time you know my brothers had their situations you know but uh you know i i was just kind of like the kid who just you know focused on school so when i was in the third grade i transitioned from that neighborhood to you know going to my high school piedmont hills high school and uh, there, I kind of like it was it was different because you know well even though I went through the middle school there too Sierra Mont nearby and stuff like it was different because you know like it wasn't like it was just like a lot of Asian people ran everything you know what I mean all the clubs and whatever like a lot of the other kids you know like I, you know there's your Mexican bottles and stuff like that you know what I mean or like yeah, the wannabes yeah. you know you want to call oh, them yeah totally yeah they're you know they're everywhere I mean but you know like there there was those kids you know there was some Mexican people who were like you know. That, you know, like, of course, there's a mix of everything, you know, there's people who focused on school, there's people who didn't, like you said earlier, but, you know, like, 
I don't know. At that school, like, I didn't, like, I, it was, my high school experience was okay. The thing is, like, I wish I, like, had the balls to, like, man up and take certain stuff on. Like, yeah. like in terms of, like, sure, like, being socially active. Like, I was already a social person. Yeah. Like, way before. Somebody signaling? No, 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 no. We're just, like, we're just passing oh. by. They're like, oh, what's up? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, sorry about that, guys. We're actually recording in one of the, one of the. Uh, this is the study lounge for uh, uh, Half Dome. Uh, one, uh, yeah, on our campus. And uh, we're just, yeah. It's pretty quiet here, so yeah. But we're on like the fourth floor, and like people he knows on this floor, and he lives on this floor. I mean, if you guys already know, remember I live off campus, you know, uh, you know, biking the whole six miles and everything. Every Monday was a Friday, late night stuff too, Tuesday, Thursday. Um, but you know, it's it's a schedule. I'm going, but you know, I basically let me sum up like you know, gr- go- going through high school. You know, it was like a like this is more like alive. You know what I mean? You like you feel it more. And the days are longer here. You know, it's not Definitely, like high yeah. like. You know, you don't dread the days to be over, like, like I'm more of a like, like, like I want to be able to do stuff today. You know, like I, I wake up in the morning, like I'm pissed sometimes. I'm like, fuck, man, like I gotta go. But you know what? Fuck it, let's go. And when I come here, and, you know, I see the campus in the distance. I appreciate it even more because I'm like, you know, I have this opportunity. Like the other day, you know, remember I was telling you about the dude in the writing class? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, like, like he was telling basically this friend that I met in uh, in our writing class too. He's in the same group. He's in my group, but. You know, Keith's like in another group on the other side of the room, and he was just telling me about his, uh, you know, his family and stuff. Like his dad, you know, like is in Mexico, got kidnapped and stuff. You know, and never found him. You know what stuff I mean? Stuff you see on narcos, man. It's just yeah. crazy stuff. Oh man, that's crazy, crazy fictional stuff that you expect. Oh, it doesn't happen to you know people, but mm-hmm. in reality, it, it does. You know, this is basically like another day in Mexico. Yeah, it, it's and it's crazy because you know it's it's real. Like it's like it's so fucking crazy. Like develop that concept in your head like you know you can't put yourself in that situation physically and people try to tell you that you know listen like like do like like you know like you don't understand my situation sure i can't but like for sure certain things i can but not everything like yeah and and that's what i kind of want to move into to today relating to like what we want to talk about relating to situations yeah like you know like like the concept of how like we we sort of like Every individual goes through their own like trials and tribulations. Yeah, yeah you like, still can't uh, reach a level of uh, understanding unless you've actually have been through what yeah. they've been through. Yeah, I feel like as um as like minority, do you have it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as uh, as you know, as minorities, you know, the Indian culture, we're minority. We're a minority because the dominant culture here is you know the Caucasian race. Yeah, I feel like as a minority, we can all relate to some sort of struggle because we've been under the oppression, uh, oppression. However, when you know. You know, it's just when someone like, you know, you let's say you come up to me and like, oh, dude, I, I can relate to you, you know, because this, this happened, you know, and I, I can understand it. Like, we're both from like an oppressed background, either yeah. from our ancestors who've been oppressed or we currently that we've uh, been under the uh, oppression. However, when you see, you know, a Caucasian person who's like, oh, you know, I feel bad for you, you know, I can mm-hmm. I can relate to one someone we're like, eh, you can't. Yeah. Because you've been the oppressor yeah. for a long time. And I feel at, here at this university, I can see the uh, the 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 sympathy uh, mm. that try to relate to you. I, I I can definitely see. I can see whenever it's like someone's like, oh, I, I don't, like, I, I, I can never even imagine that that's something like that happening mm. to me. But I'm gonna do my best to try to relate to you on some sort of level, mm. and it still doesn't help. 
Yeah. yeah, I see that with the dominant with the dominant you know, race here. Mm-hmm. I, to me, it's kind of a little, it's, a, it's a little funny. Um, to be honest, okay. To be honest, we're not we're not being racist here or anything. Oh we're no 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 no, no. anybody. No, we're just saying that like over here, it's actually I know it's weird though, bro, because like living here. Because if you guys don't know, I live like near the downtown area, so you know, seeing a lot of white people here is different for me because I see Asians everywhere, you know. So I'm cool with that, but like. I'm not saying white people are bad. It's just like weird seeing it, you know? It's like- Exactly. It's like seeing a different, co- like, okay, not a color. Don't think of it as a racist thing, but you know, like seeing a different color in an area where you've like never explored and you're 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 getting used to it. It's so, a bit of a culture shock. Yes. Yeah, you're coming from the San Fernando Valley. I walked in the in and out dog. I like looked around, <laughs> white people ever. There was one Asian girl and there was like one black girl that I was like, all right, cool. There's like, there's like one or two diverse, you know? But it's like, it's kind of like, um, back at home in San Jose, you know, like you walk in there and there's just like Asian people everywhere, but you're the only one that's like different there. So, I mean, like there, there are certain, certain areas, you know, but you know, like San Jose is a very diverse place. Have you been down there? You've been up there? Um, I went, I went, I toured the San Jose state, uh, on a, on a during spring break, uh, mm-hmm. as far as a college tour that my program was doing back at home, upper Brown. Mm-hmm. I saw the area. It was really, it, it kind of felt like, um, San Fernando, San, the San Fernando Valley, in a mm-hmm. sense that you know there was like almost a little bit of everything going on. Mm-hmm. There, you you had your your white people, the blacks, mm-hmm. your, your your Hispanic kids, mm-hmm. your, the Asians, and all that. Yeah. Um, I really liked the area, mm-hmm. but um, our tour guy was like, "Oh no, this this area is." Sometimes you got to stay away from different parts. Sometimes at night, you know, stuff like that. So I'm yeah. Saying, oh yeah, I can relate to that in a level, man. You, yeah. You, you got to stay off Rinaldi back at home because you know mm-hmm. that area gets hot and active. For real, like, what is it bad? Like. Um, see, there's certain there's certain streets where you got to stay away from because because uh, of uh, is it gangs or just thugs? Uh, no, 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 uh, gangs and uh, drug trafficking. Like, oh, yeah, shit. you'll see um, they push weight and stuff all there. Oh yeah, dude, they push every they push anything they can, anyone can get a high off of. Um, yeah, like Rinaldi's one of those popular streets where mm-hmm. you go. To, um, there's certain sections of Rinaldi when you cross by it. You know, there's like if you're if you're crossing by on a main street crossing Rinaldi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it won't be as bad, but if you're like in a little suburb street that crosses Rinaldi, you could see some uh, some heavy activity. But that's like going towards the north end of the valley. That's like headed going up towards uh, Santa Clarita area. That's like okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of it's, this. This is the the hardest part because like when I talk to someone about home, it's like they know the streets. You know, like oh yeah, Rinaldi's. It's uh, it's going off of Laurel Canyon. Alright, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah and then it, it's going off of uh, Arlita too. You know, stuff like that. But you know, when you know if you're from San Jose, I'm just like okay, I gotta I gotta try to like paint visually a picture. Yeah. No, no. I I know what you mean because like you know there's it's like you know east side san jose it's like fuck like you know my dad delivers pizza there you know what i mean like it's like it sucks because like you know I, I gotta be afraid for you know i gotta be like it's because like now i don't trip anymore but like you know just seeing like the area itself yeah you know like like you know like one time my dad was saying like you know he's delivering pizza and some dude was like hey like what are you doing here or something he asked him what and then my dad's like you know i'm delivering pizza here and then he goes oh i'm sorry man he's like Cause the other day, like somebody got you know, or somebody got like uh, shot here or something, like right over here on this down the street. And I was like, shit, man. Like you know what I mean? Like, like I know that cause like my dad's like a really nice guy, so he's not gonna do anything. I mean, like if somebody steps to him, you know, like I I know he'll get angry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause he's always yeah. Cause you know like I don't know. Like let's talk about that. Like that minority. Like you know like, like I mean. Indians now, they're not a minority, but in certain areas they will be, but like, you know, they've populated the region, you know, but like, you know, but yeah, but basically like, you know, when you see that you're that minority in the, that area, like, like, how do you, like, how are you usually when you go like walking about in the streets, you know what I mean? Like, how, what's your attitude? Like, 
Um, like your mindset, like when you're just chilling and walking around. I mean, now that you're used to it, you know, like in your streets where you live at. But like when, when back at home, when I would just walk around my neighborhood, um, I didn't feel uncomfortable at all. I felt like this is my area. You know, I know it well enough. I know where to stay away from. You know, as far as people wise, I don't, I wouldn't feel awkward unless I um, I crossed over to a white section of the hood. So let's say um, inside the San Fernando Valley, I guess you can kind of say is uh, the closest city towards Los Angeles is a city called Burbank. And that place, uh, many of my friends would like to call it, is uh, uh, white people town. Because mm-hmm. it's that's the, what you'll see. Mm-hmm. Refined white folk and the refined minorities. The, the college educated, you know, Hispanic, the black, the Asian dude. All the minorities who have been college educated who already have a master's of some sort live in that area. Um, going into there, um, I do feel a little uncomfortable in the sense that I can't act out of line or else I'm giving you know these people the benefit to be right about something like oh yeah you see this Hispanic kid always rowdy and always you know causing mayhem and chaos like that that's when I feel uncomfortable because I feel like mm-hmm. I have a watching eye over me and that you know I just can't slip up so it's like walking into like a quiet ass restaurant and you're the ones like what's going yeah, on yeah 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 you know um I, I could walk into a restaurant back at home and it would be loud like hey what's up yeah. and everyone's loud you know it's fine but when you walk into a restaurant down in Burbank it's the ambiance is different everyone's quiet you know they're sipping their you know coffee you know and all that and I will walk in there like oh what's up good morning man and it's like everyone just gives you the awkward eye like why are you this loud? Like, yeah that's how it is in San Jose I mean in San Jose like you would do that you walk in and go hey how's it going stuff like that right like they would always do that in stores and stuff they do the same thing here I mean like I mean this is they're supposed to do it they're the fucking university so but like uh, like like what I mean is like like you'd walk around like you know you'd walk into a Starbucks or something like my brother goes to this one Starbucks that's like nearby on this road called Calaveras and uh, we go in there and like the dude's always like hey how's it going or like the one that's right nearby us and near my gym you know what I mean like like people are always loud and like you know it's, it's cool like people are comfortable there you know but like there's those certain areas walking in yeah but I think that's like the only place I feel uncomfortable in is like just downtown like that's the only place and that's right by San Jose State which is what you were walking through yeah so you know there it's like homeless people and everything you know like like I mean I see I don't know if there's crackheads and stuff because I don't go down there a lot because like I mean my fo- only focus was just like school and stuff you know and then I came here so I wasn't I didn't because I, I fucked up and I didn't do my license stuff on time yeah so like no I'm just like a biker you know everywhere and now I'm here the same thing here but uh you know like I, I was cool rolling through my streets like the only thing I do to make sure somebody's comfortable is like Especially when I see like a dude who's like you know, like you know that dude's like he's, he's like some kind of thug or whatever you know his jeans or whatever he's bagging. Oh yeah, all, all you gotta do, man, is I just well, smile and go, "How's it going?" He goes, "Good." Or go, they actually have a conversation. Go, "Good, man, good, man." So where you headed and stuff? I'm just like, oh, "I'm just going to the gym." And he's like, "Oh, that's good, man. Hey, keep doing that, bro. Keep doing that." You got Focus nice things in your area. No, uh, and now in some areas, some are cool. <laughs> Sometimes it would just stare you down, bro. I walked through my uh, so I was junior at the time. It was a senior's graduation. There's this one school called Independence that you go to that, you know, like my parents didn't want me to go to my friend's graduation because of that. But when I went to our Piedmont graduation, like the the year before I graduated, like I went to, I was looking around for my friend and then like, you know, I'm this dude with long hair. I was just about nice for this person, for my friend, right? And like, you know, like there's these thug dudes, you know, who are like celebrating for this dude who are like graduated, right? And like, there's this one dude who has fucking crazy ass tats on his face. And he wasn't moving. And I was like, oh, excuse me. And I just looked down. And I looked away from his face. Because that dude's like, 
you know like they have their Prison fists jack, clenched all, all the time yeah, yeah. like bro like chill man like the fuck dude like are you gonna do anything to you those are the typical typical thugs back at home you, yeah. it's like that you can't say hi because they'll take you like oh where are you from mm. question like that where are you from oh shit uh, nowhere man I'm from nowhere alright <laughs> Yeah, that's all. I mean, like, it's it's not as crazy as it is in downtown LA because in, mm-hmm. in in the valley, um, I'm oh I'm gonna start saying valley, but when I say the valley, I'm referencing San Definitely Fernando Valley. Yeah. I know there's a lot of kids here. Like, oh, the valley, <laughs> and like to me, it's like you guys are not a valley. Yeah, that valley's back in my place, San mm-hmm. Fernando Valley. But anyways, um, yeah, um, and in in the valley, you have your typical small street gangs. You got violent boys. You got the little eight one eight clicks. You know, here and there, the tagging crews. You know, they're not the they're not the heavy hitters. Maybe they deal, they slang, this, this, and that. You don't hear as far as you know shootouts or drive bys or anything like that, unless it's like because these little street gangs are kind of like constituents to the bigger ones that are across over the hill. Over the hill would be going on the the five free, five freeway southbound. Uh, crossing the little you, you, the freeway literally goes up a mountain and it goes over and that's when you cross into Hollywood and then Hollywood lead, bleeds into the downtown LA area it's that it's in that area where you see the typical movie gangs the ones you see in the movies that's where you see uh, some uh, some bloods crips you see a, a little bit of the Armenian mafia mm-hmm. it's everywhere Armenian mafia oh yeah you never you never you never know that I've, I've heard of mafias but I didn't hear about them. no oh, I, where I live in the North Hollywood section, it's it's known for a lot of Armenians, specifically in my neighborhood. Um, I live. I'm the only Hispanic on the block. Um, there's a bunch of Armenians, and I've grown accustomed to the fact that you can see them all up during the morning in a, in a black SUV Mercedes. They'll do their talking, smoke a cigarette, load something onto the car, and then zoom, like nothing happened. It's crazy. I mean, stuff like that. You sometimes it's it's used. To, you're used to it. So you just turn a blind eye. You're like, not my problem. I don't want to get involved. I don't. I, I feel like you know, living the rest of my life uh, for today. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, over there, it's just you know, the thugs. There are you gotta basically, in a way, you. It's like that line from uh, the Godfather um, when Clemenza is telling Michael Corleone to shoot. Uh, you know what's crazy? Um, I've always wanted to watch that movie, you but never I've never seen, got oh a hand my, on look, any the Godfather. Of them. Is exactly, Francis Coppola's best movies ever mm-hmm. um there's a line where uh because uh what's his name Salazzo and I apologize to everybody listening yes I haven't I haven't watched it but I will someday <laughs> I will someday do not cancel this podcast and stop listening it's if you want it's movie. up to you it's a great movie well in the first movie in the first in the first movie of The Godfather um uh Michael Corleone the son of Vito Corleone is gonna kill Salazzo and the police chief these are the guys that um wanted to kill Vito Corleone, he's that. Mm-hmm. And so Clemenza hands him a gun, a gun that's taped up so that way, you know, can't track fingerprints and all that. And he says, well, when you shoot these guys, you shoot them in the head twice. Don't take any chances. Now, when you, after you're done shooting them, you walk out, you leave the restaurant. You don't walk, but you don't run. You don't look anyone away, but you don't look them in the eye. So also feel like that's you. You kind of have to have that kind of a mentality whenever you see these type of people around. Is that you don't run because that shows you're afraid, but you don't walk towards them because they'll take that as a sign of aggression. You don't look away because they'll take it as a sign of weakness, but you don't look at their eye. You don't look them in the eye because they'll take it as a sign of you know aggression. So it's kind of like it's it's very it's a kind of like tiptoeing a fine line of knowing, yeah. knowing how to balance uh, your uh, your actions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, dude, in San Jose, it's fucking, uh, what do you call it? Like, now that when shootings happen, bro, you just look at it, and you just, like, you pass it by as nothing. And, but they've been common, dude, over there. It's fucking stupid. Like, like not, like, everyday shit, but, like, you hear it every now and then. At least, like, maybe I can say once a month, dude. Like, it's fucking stupid. Like, like man, I had a friend who, or I, he was, like, my friend, but, like, he used to, like, punk on me in middle school. I was actually telling somebody about this yesterday. I forgot who. Uh, it's one of my, yeah, my roommate. I was on the road with him. Uh, back home and you know like like he uh they were in the front of the like how this went into fucking gang violence out of nowhere <laughs> but it's all good you know we're telling you guys interesting stuff these stories i mean enjoy it i mean there was a so this dude named i'm not gonna say his name but he was in front of like a target or something and uh yeah, this is like in high school and i was like a, a freshman or something and he was like a sophomore at the time and i guess he transferred schools by his sophomore year so I was there on uh, I basically we were talking about it one day or something about some shooting that happened and we're like yeah and then he's like I was like who were the people and uh, the dude goes yo you don't remember these guys blah 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 and he's like I was like wait a second like that guy like that dude got shot and died like like that shit was crazy because it's like you know I like you used to know the person like and that person fucking got shot like like I don't know what happened I don't know if they got into a scuffle or something what happened but you know like. It's just, you always got to watch out for people because, you know, they're either whistling or something, you know what I mean? And, and to be honest, man, it's like, I don't know, gangs, I mean, I guess, like, people find it, like, good for themselves because they want to be a part of something, but at the same time, they also want to just keep, I don't know, just that being a thug mindset, I just, I don't know, like, it's fine, like, like, certain people have to go through that stuff, but, like, not every kid has to fucking, like, join and just be a yeah, part of this. Yeah, see, the, the thing with gangs is, um... They're, they're, they're always um, trying to look to, uh, to exploit someone. I mean, yeah, at a t um, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes, you know, gangs are kind of like Pablo Escobar. I don't know if you've heard of Pablo Escobar, yeah. you know, the famous Colombian uh, drug king. Uh, he would do good deeds to the poor, uh, poor slums of, uh, of Colombia and all and such. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he literally would plant bombs in buildings and just blow up the whole place. Yeah. I mean, that's how... That's how things are. I mean, they'll do some good stuff to help the community out. Uh, but just don't forget that these are the same people who are pushing drugs to your mama, to your to your dad who's, who's a junkie, to your brother or your sister. Um, and uh, I read this book in, um, in high school, my junior year. It's called uh, Drug King, uh, Drug uh, Gang Leader for a Day. And um, it was, it was, in uh, it, uh, this this sociologist was tracking that was was basically shadowing a gang leader in uh, I want to say Michigan in Detroit I want to say something like that and their area where they lived in was deemed uh, unpatrollable by the, the local police department so in a way the only police force there was the the gangs themselves but it was kind of like a like a, a reign of terror. Like, they would use their same authority and bruteness to, like, scare, invoke fear in the people and not give them a sense of security. I mean, yeah, the gangs would take care of the local, the abusive ex-husband or, you know, the, the junkie who's trying to, you know, rape a girl. But at the same time, these guys at night and local chop shops, chop shops would be their, their makeshift automobile uh, de uh, dealerships. They would, you know, push, push uh, crack back on the streets. I mean, they would be manufacturing, ideally, the same junkies that they were trying to get rid of. It's counter, it was counterintuitive. Yeah. And I feel like that's what uh, the the younger generation fails to see when they're when they're open for the first time when they see these gangs. It's like, oh, they give me a sense of uh, unity, a sense of belonging, all that. When it might be true to some extent, 
just remember, I mean, you hear these documentaries about these, you know, notorious gangs and ex-gang leaders that were members that were excommunicated. I mean, what, what, like what gang is, language? Yeah, yeah. Like the common theme that these people will tell you is that, yeah, they look for young people and they'll exploit them, they'll use them for their strength, their smarts, whatever kind of skill set they have. And then when you're useless, they'll just toss you back out in the street, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what people, these young generations fail to forget, uh, fail to see, you know? These people are just looking out for what's beneficial towards them. The people who are at the extreme higher up, the ones that are above the ones telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. If you had a plan, or if you had something to say to some gang member or something, like in, propo- in, in attempts to get them to stop banging, you know, like what would you tell them? Like, honestly, um, like let's say, okay, like let's say it's one of your best friends or something. Like, what would you tell them? Like, like to convince them, like, What's one thing like like something you would plan out to say to them specifically? Like, what are some things you would mention to them? Like, honestly, yeah, you caught me on the blind. She because that. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It's it's you see the thing, you know everything kind of balances itself out in this world. You, it's kind of like a yin yang type of uh, mentality. You know, there's good in the bad, and then there's bad in the good. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I, I it hasn't come to my mind yet, but there's a, I, I'm a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. There's a purpose behind everything, and if you, even in the in the most horrific stuff ever, like in this case, we'll take an example of gangs. You know, there's there's a purpose behind these these things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, in a way, like I mentioned before, the, yeah, these these gangs they can do stuff that local police force can't do. Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, sometimes it, it may it may be bad. Sometimes it may be good. Yeah. I feel it's it's kind of like a balance balance for you know the, the good and the bad in the world as far as let's a close friend of mine wants to join a local gang the one thing I would tell him is that I mean you fall asleep tonight you set up an alarm clock because you, you, you set okay so the thing I read this thing online mm-hmm. and uh, it was basically kind of metaphysical in a way mm-hmm. uh, the author wrote you set up your alarm clock to wake you up the next morning but you have no guarantee that you're going to wake up. You have no guarantee that you're going to be alive. Yeah. So um, I feel if, if I had a close friend of mine that says, oh, yeah, yeah I think I'm going to get jumped into this local gang, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell him, well, you set up your alarm clock with no guarantee to wake up the next morning. You don't know if you're going to actually be alive the next morning. Mm-hmm. You join this gang, there will be a guarantee that you're either going to end up six feet under behind bars. That's because that's the only, the, those are the only two ways. Because usually the people who you see on gangland who've been excommunicated and all that because they've either snitched out or, you know, they've, they're, they're under some sort of, you know, WPP, Witness Protection Program. You know, these thugs, either they die or they're behind bars, behind bars continuing the lifestyle. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no third alter- alternative. And, and it's kind of sad that way because, you know, once you're in, it's like there's literally no way out. Mm-hmm. That's the scary part. Uh, that, and that's what I feel like. Um, it's like kind of like. They, don't, they, they fail to see. It's just like once you're in, you literally cannot go back. Because mm-hmm. if you try to leave from there, you'll be the rest of the rest of your life, you'll be living in fear. Like, oh, my God. Because these gangs are like cockroaches. They're everywhere. They literally have different it's like It's like putting a death everywhere. sentence on yourself, man. Exactly. Exactly, and you then know when it's gonna the power of these gangs is just amazing because they'll they'll start. It's a, it's just all in an umbrella, you know. You got your hierarchs, the ones who started it all, who control the lo- the 
the little brand, the little chapters within a certain a certain uh, like communities or neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and then you have the local street gangs, the ones who run around just doing their own thing, but still show loyalty and respect to the ones who actually dominate the the area, mm-hmm. and literally, and they can get any average Joe and be like, oh, yeah, he has a price on his head, you know, take him out and make it worth your while, like that. Mm-hmm. So you literally can't you you can't live peacefully after that. Mm-hmm. See, I, that's one thing I would tell them, like. You gotta be able to, like I was saying, the death sentence to you, like you know, like you gotta be able to appreciate your own life, man. Like, like shit, cause you, cause you only live this one time, right? I mean, you know, I, I wrote this line the other day, like shit, like last week. I said, I was talking about the perspective of a homeless man, like you know, he's struggling to get, like you know, he's hungry and he's struggling to get like his own grand, you know, he's he's struggling to like make it up himself, but how are we supposed to like prosper ourselves if we can't even help them because we're too busy fighting amongst ourselves right so like i put the perspective i said like you know like uh i said something like uh, that death is like a is like a is like a part of, uh is he is something he welcomes as his as his demise but if we rise together and we work together we might be able to like put a life for him that'll make him better like you know so like you know like I, like you know they've probably seen it like you know like but it's like once they get that mentality of being hard as hell it's like either they're gonna break at one point then they're gonna be they're not, they're not gonna be hard or they're gonna be so hard one day that it's gonna kill them you know yeah. it's fucking crazy like and, it's, and it's, it's going back to what we said in the beginning it's stuff like this that uh, other people can't relate to mm-hmm. you know um, like you try to you try to uh, you try to explain it as best you can to someone, and it's just they still will not be able to relate to it. Mm-hmm. And that I feel that's that's impo- uh, important to unify amongst ourselves. I mean, especially with what's happening in the world right now. With you got two whack jobs is uh, uh, two whack jobs uh, who are running for the presidential for the presidential uh, uh, election the election yeah you got these two wag jobs who, orange who, who, president you got the orange president you got a liar it's not the best set of candidates that we've had but in a time like this where we need to be unified to look for you know the less harmful poison mm-hmm. these two can- these two candidates are just driving everyone else further apart mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean it's it's a, it's a crazy toxic world that we're living in right now mm-hmm. Um, the next couple of years are going to be very interesting. Shit, the, the next couple of months are going to be interesting because you can't <laughs> yeah. wait to see what's going to come out of yeah. you know the mouths of these two candidates. Yeah, I mean it just and, and then the joke about people saying you know oh I'm gonna move to Canada and it's like mm. honestly you're not gonna move yeah oh yeah you're not gonna move and then personally you know I love America I don't I don't agree with the government. I don't, you know, I don't, know, I don't always see eye to eye to way the art, the way the system is run, mm-hmm. you know. But it doesn't take away the fact, that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be in this country where, you know, fundamentally I can say whatever I want, I can believe whatever I want, I can be whatever I want, and not get persecuted for that because mm-hmm. you go to some other countries and that sense. Yeah, what you're you, you're waking up. And I feel like that's what people fail to see. I mean, to be a patriot, you don't have to show. Oh, complete compliance. You don't have to love your government 100%. I mean, be, let's be honest. You you ask anyone from any nation across the world, they don't love their government. They don't. They're, they're always seeking ways to make it better. See, the only, the only thing we can really do is we can we can work together, but it can't be in the sense where we have a system just set because things are always going to be changing. But the only thing we can really do to prosper ourselves is just to kind of 
you know, of course, you know, keep some sense of peace, but there's always going to be things that are changing, and we got to keep creating change, and there's always going to be fucking change. What am I saying? (laughs) Whether it's pot, you know, there's always going to be their upsides and downsides to things, but, you know, like the the ideas and creativity that we try to implement into this world are what's going to ultimately build ourselves and make us better, but we can't just be like these, you know, like, you know, ignorant people. Like I said, this line I was actually sharing today with my uh, my uh, linguistics teacher, or a TA, and I said, "Ignorance is the thing that rings bullets into our wings and keeps us from flying and accepting other things." And it's funny because he told me that sounds like a story he heard before. I didn't know what he was talking about. It was something about like, oh shit, this dude who had like uh, his dad and him created these like wings and like the wax. Icarus. Like, Icarus. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I have one. Icarus is something, yeah. Yeah, uh, I believe it's Icarus, the one that flew uh, flew too close to the sun, and the glue fell off. And he oh, fell. the glue melted, and he fell down to his death, yeah. trying to escape a, a, a labyrinth. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Greek story. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. I didn't even know, like, I I didn't even know that was a story until today. He told me, bro. But you know, like, if you really picture that, you know, sure, you can picture picture the story of Icarus, right? Yeah, Icarus. Yeah. You know, like you can really imagine that, but like. You know, like, because we, because we try to picture, because, you know, like, back to, you know, what we were talking before, right, about gangs and stuff, and, like, you know, being the minority and whatever, sure, like, we're not saying that uh, me and, you know, me and Keith growing up in this type of environment affects us in making us, you know, like, you know, hard-headed and not, like, you know, trusting certain people or whatever, we just have to look out for ourselves, but, you know, we're welcoming anybody else in, man, I don't care, I'll talk to a gang member or anything, I don't know who, whoever that I speak to, I'll show the same equality, but, you know, I'm not gonna be this ignorant fuck who's just gonna look at them and just be like, oh, look at those idiots over there doing this or that, you know what I mean, like, if I see a crackhead, I saw one at the Walmart the other day with my brother when he came here, you know, and, like, they were like asking, you know, you got a light, you know, but I, I'm not going to discriminate them and just be like, get the fuck out of here, you dirty ass, you know, whatever, you know, I'm just going to be like, nah, man, I don't got a light or whatever it is, the situation is. So if you look at the line, you know, ignorance is the thing that rings bullets into our wings and keeps us from flying and accepting other things, you know, you know, we, we like to picture this image of ourselves at these higher people, like these people that are getting stuff done, but where where when we when we implement that type of ignorance into ourselves and we we show that hate to other people we, we don't, don't get anywhere there's no progression mm-hmm. so you we're know, just going to keep falling down yeah. we're just going to try just, to get as back long up. as ignorance is still alive progression will not fully prosper mm-hmm. that's that's the big that's the big issue mm-hmm. you you stay you stay ignorant to to new to new to new knowledge to new experiences to new people you're just holding yourself back and you're just delaying progression mm-hmm. Alright, we're going to close out the podcast for today, but I have to ask Keith one question before we head out, and you guys have to answer this too if you can on podcast.com or iTunes, whatever it is, or Twitter, you know, on Instagram, you guys want to hit us up or whatever. Uh, do you want your media in here? Just let me know and I'll put it in there. Alright, yeah, sure, I'll let you know. Um, otherwise, uh, we'll see you guys in the next podcast, and my last question is, hmm, if there was one thing that you could change about people, what would it be? Hmm, Just make it one word, one word, doesn't matter what it is. If I could change one thing about people, what would it be? I'd say ignorance. All right, okay. I'd change um, ignorance. That's a good one, but uh, what else am mine again? Oh yeah, um, mine would be their levels of optimism. 
just their way yeah so yeah their ignorance but like you know their their levels of optimism i would want it to be higher you know because i feel it because you know i mean ignorance and stuff you know people shut out new things so i guess for me it'll be optimism so let you let me know what you guys think what's one thing you would change about people that could be our point of talk next time well okay yeah we could do that too and if you guys want to uh leave any comments or whatever it is um leave it on uh, podcast.com or uh, hit me up on Twitter at Soroyas and Jeet. You want to plug your stuff? Yeah, I'll, I'll drop my Twitter out there. Uh, it's at Lemus underscore Keith. Lemus, L-E-M-M as in Mary, U-S underscore Keith, K-E-I-T-H. A lot of people seem to misspell that. It's, wow, it amazes <laughs> me. Uh, anything else? No, that's it? Uh, yeah, just right for right now, I'll drop my Twitter down there. Okay, yeah, and uh, yeah, you guys can go check out Instagram or whatever of mine. Um, you guys will see some videos of me from here at university. If not, my vlogs are on my channel, Sanjeet Soroya. Uh, Twitter, of course, Soroya Sanjeet, capital S is for both. Um, you, otherwise, you guys will find links in the description. But otherwise, I appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you guys in the next podcast. Thank you guys for listening so much. Thank you very much. Stay foolish, stay hungry. Yep, see you guys later. Stay awesome, everybody. <laughs>